I spent that $14,000 and I don't look at those ads as being an expense because I, like I said at the start, I'd done the hard work by crunching those numbers using that goal setting calculator. Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Woomaker Law and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Smart Online Marketing. So it's another solo episode with just me, Katie. And a couple of weeks ago, I debriefed on my first year in business. And this time I want to debrief on a specific launch. So I open doors of my course, my eight-week Google Ads course, every couple of months. And I did this in late June, early July. And I wanted to give an overview on how that launch went. So the launch process and also what lessons you can learn from there. Because the way I launched my course is the same philosophy that I use with both running ads for my clients and also teaching my students how to run their own ads. So it's very similar process, the philosophy behind it. It's just executed in a different way. So instead of having an e-commerce store, I have an online course. But the process of setting goals and expectations and analyzing the stats and optimizing, that all is very much the same process, just with a different end product. So I'm going to overview on how I launched my course and the method I used to get people enrolled. The last, and I'll give real stats, so I'll give real numbers and stats, because I think numbers are really important. I think numbers tell a lot of stories and they're really valuable in understanding how you can extract meaning from the data. So what's the data showing you and the numbers are the data. So I love numbers. You can't tell already. You probably would know that if you follow me on Instagram at Katie underscore. I talk a lot about numbers and the importance of them when it comes to running paid ads because it really is where the information lies. So let me jump into this. So for those, if you don't know me already, I am Katie Griffin and I have an agency called Sunday Digital where I do client management of Google ad accounts for e-commerce and service-based businesses. And then I also have an online course teaching businesses how to do that themselves. So how to set up, how to manage, how to optimize their own ad account without the need to outsource to a third party or a freelancer or to run their ad account themselves and have no idea what they're doing. So that's where my bread and butter is. I love all things Google ads. And this course took me about six months to develop. And I also continually update it with new content as Google releases new content. So that's the product that I'm selling. The product that I'm selling is my Google ads course. And I a hundred percent want to just first of all, say that no amount of funnels or sales emails or marketing will overcome a bad product. So first of all, it needs to come back to, is your product good? And I stand behind my product hundred percent. My course, I know it's got so much value and that's why I want to amplify that through marketing. So the method I used this time to launch my course it's a sales funnel process. And the method I used this time was a boot camp. 
sort of like a a challenge. You might've seen those floating around. It's a five-day challenge. Previously, I've used only webinars to launch my course, which means that I run a live online training. And then at the end of the training, so I provide 45 minutes of training. And at the end of the training, if people want to learn more, they can enroll in my paid program. So the training's free for those that want to do some continuation. That bit is paid. So I rejigged that this time. I'm kind of tired of the webinar format. It's not my favorite format. It works well for some people, but for me, I've done that for the past kind of four launches of my course. And from those four launches had enrolled about 180 students. And I just wanted to try something else. So I tried the bootcamp challenge style where it ran from Monday to Friday. And each day during those five days, there was a new challenge and a training video and an action step that someone needed to take. I used a Facebook group to facilitate the training as well. So it had a course element to it. It was like a mini course with a Facebook group to facilitate the communication as well as email marketing. Like I said, it was the first time I've had launched using this method and I really loved it. I love the engagement. The group was so engaged. I'm going to get up some numbers here to tell you how many people actually enrolled in that mini course. So I used paid ads, Facebook and Instagram ads and a little bit of LinkedIn, but predominantly Facebook and Instagram ads. I drove traffic to a landing page where people could opt into the bootcamp. And I got about 3,000 people opting in. So just over 3,000 people opted in. I think it was about 3,030 opted into the challenge. And more than half of those joined the Facebook group. So about 1,900 in total joined the Facebook group. And so there were 3,000 people enrolled in the bootcamp and about 1,800 in the Facebook group. And I spent about $14,000 on ads. So I was getting each lead for about $4.60. I think my end cost was. So I was paying $4.60 for each person to get into my bootcamp. Now that's quite a scary process upfront because you're paying money to get people into a free program with the hope that then some of those will go on and become paid program students. But you don't know that at the start. However, what I always do is I use a calculator, which is actually the lesson I teach on day one of my bootcamp, my free bootcamp, is using a calculator to crunch your numbers and look at your average order value, your current conversion rate, and what you're going to be expected to pay per click on Google Ads. I use a variation of that calculator to set my goals before running ads, because if I was just going to say, I'm going to spend $15,000 on ads, but have no idea what the output was from that, that's not smart marketing and it's not using paid ads in a strategic way. So what I did was I inputted some numbers based on what I'm paying per lead, what I'm expecting the conversion rate to be from lead to paid student. So not obviously all 3,000 people are going to then become students. There'll be only a tiny portion of those, but I have to look at from past launches, what's my conversion rate. So to bring that back to e-commerce, if you're looking at your ads, you need to know what is your current site-wide conversion rate. So anywhere from about 1% to 3% is standard. So you're not going to expect every single person that you pay to get to your site to convert. You then need to be realistic with your expectations. How many people are currently converting out of every 100 people that visit your site? How many orders are you getting or how many sales are you getting? So you need to use those figures to understand the output of your ads, that ad spend. So that's what I did. I looked at my past conversion rate from webinar registrant to student, and then I extrapolated that to understand from that $13,800 that I'm spending on ads or $14,000 I'm spending on ads, how many students do I expect to get from that? 
because obviously we want that ad spend to be profitable. And that's what I preach about profitability and you need to understand the profitability aspect. So from that 13, let's just call it $14,000, there was nearly three, there's about 3,030 registrants, $4.60 lead costs. So that's how much I was paying to get each person registered. And then from there, my goal for the boot camp was that no matter what, even if someone didn't enroll in the end paid program, that they could get such a huge amount of value from the free content. So I gave away a lot of really good tips and tricks. I did a daily Facebook live for an hour answering questions about Google ads. So there was a lot of value in that bootcamp. So there was a daily challenge. The first day was all about goal setting and using that calculator. On day two was about conversion tracking. On day three, it was your campaign type and your settings. Day four was keywords and day five was ads and extensions. So each day there was a training video, a lot of content in a, a small video that explained some key concepts about Google Ads. And then there was an action step, so an action item, a homework item for someone to do to complete their challenge. And then each day, like I said, I went live in the group for an hour answering all questions about Google Ads. So there was a lot of value and that's a huge commitment. That process of launching for me is very tiring. It happened at a really personally challenging part because my grandmother passed away the Tuesday beforehand. So I was attending funerals that week and I was trying to navigate this launch, which was very energy consuming. And it was the first time I'd done it. I was going live each day for an hour. I was answering questions. I was engaging with students in the Facebook group. So that obviously takes a lot out of you, combined with the fact that I had some personal challenges going on as well. So, I mean, you can't control these things. Things are going to happen, unfortunately, and I just had to ride with it. So the launch process is a lot of moving parts. There's, I've got a whole project management template that I use to execute a launch because it's such an involved process. But the key elements are that I had a challenge or a boot camp for five days. And then from there on day five, people that wanted to enroll in the paid course, I then opened up the doors for five days, I think. So from the Friday to the Tuesday, people had the opportunity to enroll in my paid program. And out of those 3,000, there were 61 that joined the paid course. So that ended up being about a 2% conversion rate, which is quite standard and quite what I expected. I didn't know how the launch was going to go compared to a webinar launch. However, I was really happy with 2%. So then I look at my average order value and I had a couple of upsells and a couple of VIP options. So there were different order values, but my standard price point is $1,000 for that course, $9.97 for the course. So I had 61 people join from there which was, like I said, about a 2% conversion rate. And I just want to back up as well before to go over the ads process to get people in because I kind of glossed over that. And that's kind of the key part of getting this challenge or getting the, the launch to work is the ads process. That's what I utilize to get people into my bootcamp. So I ran ads. I tested a lot of different audiences. I used lookalike audiences. I used engaged Instagram audiences. It's kind of the first time that I had a social media presence since having my business and doing a launch. The previous launches, I haven't had an active Instagram account. So this time it increased my following a lot as well. So I think I gained a couple of hundred followers, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I started off with only about six or 700 followers on Instagram. I got that up and now it's sitting at about 1,200. And by the time this podcast goes out, who knows? (laughs) But it has a benefit of also when you're running ads, you increase your organic following and then you can 
repurpose that organic following and leverage that for ads as well. So it was the first time I was able to use audience types like engaged audiences and engaged lookalike audiences on Facebook ads, which is the reason why I think my lead cost went down. So to put it in perspective, a lead cost for me for a webinar was about $10 to $15 at the upper end, sometimes even $18 just to get someone to register for a webinar, which for me was something that was pointing towards the fact that it was a tied format and a format that I wanted to rejig. So that's why I went to the challenge, the bootcamp style, and that brought it down to $4.60-ish, which I was really, really happy with. So it was about a quarter of the cost to get someone registered for the bootcamp. And I ran different targeting. I targeted different geos. I optimized different placements. I used different placement types, placement creative for Instagram stories versus Instagram feed. I changed up copy. I'm in during that process. You only have about 10 days to get people into the bootcamp. So I am optimizing every day, seeing what's working, pausing what's not, testing different ad creative. If you're listening to this, you probably would have seen one of the ads maybe. And apologies if it was in your face too much, but I'm going really hard during that 10 days because I've got a limited time to get people into the bootcamp. It's a finite period. So that's a little bit different to e-com where you might have, you know, an evergreen campaign. This was a finite period. So like I said, I'm, I'm optimizing every day. I'm looking at what countries are performing best. I'm seeing are there any placements that are costing more, what ad creatives performing the best, and then I'm optimizing and changing every day based on that. I did initially push back my launch a couple of weeks, so I had everything set up and ready to go, and then the Black Lives Matter movement really came into the forefront on social media, and there was Blackout Tuesday when I was meant to be running ads, so I paused everything and I pushed back my launch two weeks because it was not the right thing to be doing to have another white person advertising during Black Lives Matter. That was something that I didn't want to do and it wasn't a focus for me to have my voice out there during that time with a course that had nothing to do with the movement. So I pushed back the launch and the benefit of having your own business is you can adapt to things like that on the fly and be really agile. So Ads was the main driver of getting people registered. I then had people who were registered inviting people and sharing it. I had my email list that I was able to enroll people by emailing to them. But the majority of those signups came from ads and bit parts were from social media, email list and some referrals. But like I said, the goal was to provide that week's worth of valuable content. So regardless whether someone signed up to the pay program, they would be able to take away lots of things to implement in their Google Ads account. I spent that $14,000 and I don't look at those ads as being an expense because I, like I said at the start, I'd done the hard work by crunching those numbers, using that goal setting calculator and looking at past performance and then extrapolating results from there. So I could see what my likely output would be from the input of ad spend. And so after the five days of the mini course, the bootcamp, then I started enrollment for my course and 61 people joined that, like I said. And then I go back, a really important part is optimizing for future launches. So there's no point then running a a launch and looking back and not making any changes or not optimizing. That's the optimization process, similar to how I would look at ads for my clients. What can I learn from the results of my bootcamp and how can I change things up in the future to improve that maybe 2% conversion rate to maybe decrease the lead cost, the initial lead cost. So what levers can I pull to improve the end output? So I can do a few things. I can maybe optimize my lead page, my opt-in page for the bootcamp. 
So what can I do there to improve the conversion rate? I think there was about a 50% conversion rate on that lead page, which I was really happy with. But what could I do if I got that to 55%? That would obviously bring down that lead cost. What elements can I do to bring down the lead cost? What elements can I do to bring up the end lead to student conversion rate? What other things can I add to the boot camp that will be valuable? All those things, I go back and I do a full launch debrief and check, okay, maybe I want to offer a change up day three. Maybe I want to change up my sales page, change up my email marketing. What can I do to increase the conversion rate? Because it's not necessarily that the launch, I just see that launch and then don't do anything to change it for next time. I am actively optimizing that each time I launch, it gets better. And that's the same thing if you're running Google ads or Facebook ads, it's the same thing. You need to look at your ads and you can only learn more. What can you learn from your ad spend and get better? What negative keywords can you add? What device adjustments can you add? Can you change your ad copy? You've got so many levers that you can pull in your ad account to change things up. So it's exactly the same process that I use for my launch is the optimization and the improvement process. So as a recap, what I do is I set some initial goals. I optimize the ads consistently during the onboarding process from the lead to get people into the bootcamp. I then have the five-day mini course, the bootcamp. I then have a sales process after that where I open up doors for enrollment. People can enroll if they want. And the way I look at it with email marketing, people have different ideas on this. But for me, if I provided a five-day free bootcamp where people get valuable lessons, I then feel like I have permission to then market my course to them via email marketing. So that's how I look at it. I've given you five days of free content and now you can read my emails or you can unsubscribe. It's up to you. But I don't feel guilty about sending those emails at the end, those sales emails, because I've provided so much value up front. So this has been a little quick mini episode, but that is kind of an overview on my launch process and how I launch my course. Like I said, next time I will be changing things up and I can report back to see if I change things that improve that end conversion rate. You can never control like those environmental factors. Like I mentioned, the Black Lives Matter movement happened. Those things are out of our control. What we can do is to adapt and to change and optimize based on what we can control. We can control certain things on our end as well. So I hope this was helpful. If you've got any questions about launch process or anything like that, follow me on Instagram at katiegriffin underscore. Drop into my DMs. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I'd really love it if you could leave a rating and review as that helps other people find this podcast episode and also this podcast in general. And it means that I know you guys think it's worthwhile producing. (laughs) Um, But I hope you found this one helpful and I'll chat to you on the next episode.